The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc. You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. But what about those small business masterminds who succeed at making their money work harder? They do that by having a business bank account with QuickBooks Money which now earns 5% annual percentage yield. Making your money work as hard as you do, that's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. Good morning. It's Wednesday the 10th of January here in London. This is the Bloomberg Daybreak Europe podcast. I'm Caroline Hepke. And I'm Stephen Carroll. Coming up today, Bitcoin whipsaws after the SEC's X account is hacked and posts a fake approval for a spot ETF. Boeing CEO fights back tears as he admits a mistake in the wake of a mid-flight blowout. And ebbing support, David Cameron says he's worried that Israel might have broken international law in Gaza. Let's start with a roundup of our top stories. The Securities and Exchange Commission says its social media account falsely posted that Bitcoin ETFs had been approved. The US regulator's account on X was hacked, a hoax that sent the price of Bitcoin swinging. Our SEC reporter Ben Bain explains why the breach was so well-timed. There's been this speculation mounting for weeks that the SEC is coming up against this January 10th deadline to approve or disapprove one of these spot Bitcoin ETFs. Mm-hmm. And... Everyone has been kind of getting on this. This is the this is the big moment when perhaps crypto and Bitcoin in particular will take a step towards the mainstream. Uh, so kind of everyone's on on razor's edge. We're still waiting for that decision, though. Bain says after today's events, it's unlikely to feature on X first. The Elon Musk owned site says an identified hacker had obtained a phone number associated with the SEC's handle and used it to gain entry. The incident raises fresh questions about X's reliability as a source of information. Meanwhile, US law enforcement are investigating how Wall Street's main regulator was compromised. Boeing's CEO has acknowledged that the company quote, mistake after a door plug ejected from a 737 MAX 9 plane during an Alaska Airlines flight last week. Fighting back tears, Dave Calhoun said that the plane maker must own up to its shortcomings as he recalled seeing photographs of the plane's damaged fuselage. I didn't know what happened to whoever was supposed to be in the seat next to that hole in the airplane. I got kids, I got grandkids, and so do you. This stuff matters. Everything matters. Every detail matters. I know I'm preaching to the choir here. This isn't a lecture, not by any stretch. It's nothing more than a reminder of the seriousness with which we have to approach our work. Dave Calhoun's remarks came during a company-wide meeting at its 737 factory near Seattle, which was called to reinforce safety as Boeing's top priority. US regulators have grounded 171 of Boeing's 737 MAX 9 aircraft and ordered inspections after the Alaska Airlines incident. The main chip-making supplier for Apple and NVIDIA has posted better-than-expected sales for the fourth quarter. Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing says that demand from artificial intelligence players helped offset sagging smartphone and laptop chip sales. December sales came in at $55.7 billion. 
with earnings for the quarter matching the same period a year earlier. The results come as TSMC's key customer Apple has faced growing headwinds in recent months, with several analysts downgrading the tech giant on expectations of soft demand. BlackRock will cut about 600 jobs or roughly 3% of its global workforce as it seeks to reallocate resources amid rapid changes in asset management. Bloomberg's Charlie Pellet has the story. CEO Larry Fink and President Bob Capito said in a memo to staff, quote, we see our industry changing faster than at any time since the founding of BlackRock. The executives say ETFs have become the preferred vehicle for both index and active investment strategies and that the firm is growing across the globe, including in Europe and Asia. The world's largest asset manager says it still expects to have a larger staff by the end of the year, even with the cuts, as it expands certain parts parts of the business. In New York, Charlie Pellet, Bloomberg Radio. The British Foreign Secretary says he's concerned about Israel's military conduct in Gaza, marking a heightened tone of scepticism towards the campaign from the UK. Speaking to a committee of lawmakers in Parliament, David Cameron said he's scrutinising the conflict daily. Am I worried that Israel have ta- has taken action that might be in breach of international law because this particular premises has been bombed or whatever? Yes, of course I'm worried about that, and that's why I consult the Foreign Office lawyers when giving this advice on arms exports. If you put it that way, I'm happy to say, yes, of course, every day I look at what's happened and ask questions about, is this in line with international law? Could the Israelis have done better to avoid civilian casualties? Of course I do that. During the hearing, David Cameron also called on Israel's Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu to allow aid into Gaza. The news comes as the US Secretary of State Antony Blinken urged Israeli leaders to control settler violence in the West Bank and stop undercutting Palestinian governance during a briefing in Tel Aviv on the same day. Now in further UK news, a minister here is calling on councils to use their emergency reserves to fund day-to-day spending if required. The remarks have been criticised by both the Labour Party and local government experts. Bloomberg's James Walcock has more. The local government association has warned one in five councils are on the brink of bankruptcy in the next 24 months. It was at their conference Council's Minister Simon Hall said authorities should use rainy day funds to help balance the town hall budget. The LGA responded to say using contingency money was, quote, a little bit misguided and may merely delay the problem. Labour called it ridiculous. The remarks underline government efforts to head off the wave of bankruptcies predicted by the sector ahead of a general election. In London, James Wilcock, Bloomberg Radio. Those are the markets. In a moment, we're going to bring you more on the social media hack at the US Securities and Exchange Commission at a really crucial time, these kind of long, this long awaited decision on a Bitcoin ETF. That in a moment. But first, a word on the Boeing CEO, Dave Calhoun. You heard a little bit of it there. He was speaking to the whole company at the Seattle factory about safety, obviously, mm. in the, the wake of the very serious incident on Alaska uh, Airlines that didn't cause any fatalities, so fortunately, but obviously um, has raised these very serious questions about um, the working process of Boeing and it's led, led to the grounding of, not, of planes. I mean, we, we, we said it there a moment mm. ago that he was fighting back tears. You don't really hear it, I think, when you hear Dave Calhoun yeah. speak at that moment, but he did get quite 
choked up in, in referencing his own kids and grandkids um, when talking about the importance of safety in a plane, whether yeah. or not that message is going to appease any of the people who are worried about safety on Boeing planes, though, I mean, it's still But he was question. very careful to thank the Alaska Airlines crew and executives, for example, for managing to get the plane on the ground. You know, he was he was... I think also trying to give a message to his own people just about that, the seriousness of having to deal with, well, what could be a very, very difficult issue for, for Boeing once more again. Yeah, and it's worth remembering that, that Dave Calhoun was brought in in 2020 mm. to take over the role after the last major crisis that Boeing faced as well when we had those uh, two crashes and, and more than 300 people killed. Uh, another major safety crisis around the 737 MAX model as Nearly well. Nearly five years ago, though. Yes, indeed. So this is, this is, I suppose, the latest challenge facing Boeing as a plane maker. But interesting to reflect on the tone of that address mm. the first time we've heard from Dave Calhoun since that incident aboard the Alaska Air Flight. Yeah. OK, let's turn our attention now then to, well, it was the highly anticipated decision, still is, about a Bitcoin ETF. Suddenly became a major cybersecurity incident, with the SEC chairman having to put out a tweet late on Tuesday to say that a Bitcoin ETF had not been approved by the US regulator and that an unauthorised tweet was posted on the official SEC Gov account. Joining us now to discuss is our senior crypto editor Sunil Jagtiani. Good morning, Sunil. Welcome to the programme. What do we know then? Good morning. What do we know then about who was behind this hack on X, I should say? Uh, Well, that's still something of a mystery. Um, The social media site X have said in the post that um, what they've described as an unidentified individual got control of a phone number that was linked to the SEC's X account uh, via a third party and um, that's how they say that the account was compromised. Um, So we don't know exactly who was behind it. The SEC has said it's going to work with law enforcement to figure out what happened and that the fake post wasn't by the agency or its staff. Um, And X also claims that the SEC account in question didn't have um, a security protocol known as two-factor authentication activated when, when this incident happened. Um, but the regulator has yet to comment on that. I think it's pretty likely that we'll see many more details coming out in the in the days ahead as as the SEC responds to to the situation. How damaging is it for the SEC that this this incident happened now when there's so much focus on them, given that we're waiting for the approval of that spot ETF? Yeah, the focus makes it especially damaging. But you know, if you step back, the SEC also regulates a bunch of companies and regularly warns them um, that they have to counteract the danger of cybersecurity incidents. So um, it it also reprimands those companies. So it's at the very least pretty embarrassing. Um, And some US lawmakers, despite the late um, time of day in the US, uh, are already demanding that the SEC has to explain what's happened. Um, the SEC has has a protocol in place for the companies that overseas if they suffer an incident and they have to go and report uh, within a matter of days and explain what they'll do to avoid a recurrence. And the lawmakers are asking the SEC to do the same thing. Um, so overall, um, it's not a good look at the very least. No, absolutely. What about the impact on Bitcoin trading then? We talked about it being whipsawed and it's up a little bit this morning. How would you characterise the impact? 
So um, the background is that Bitcoin has rallied pretty strongly in the past 12 months because people are anticipating this ETF announcement. Um, it's up more than 160%. Um, when the announcement, the fake post landed, uh, there was a gap of maybe five or 10 minutes before it became clear that that was a fake post. Mm. In that in that window, uh, Bitcoin rallied a bit and then it began to sell off. But they weren't particularly uh, big moves, given that Bitcoin can be very volatile. But what that performance maybe suggests, it, may, it might give a clue as to what happens when we, if and when we get the actual announcement. Um, people have been saying that given the big rally, there's a risk of what they call a sell the news event. So when this eventually lands, um, traders might take some money off the table thinking they've got the best of the run for now. Um, so there was a hint of that in the price action. And as you say, since then, things have stabilized. Um, and we're not really far off in terms of the price of Bitcoin compared to where we were before the whole drama kicked off. This is Bloomberg Daybreak Europe, your morning brief on the stories making news from London to Wall Street and beyond. Look for us on your podcast feed every morning on Apple, Spotify and anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can also listen live each morning on London DAB Radio, the Bloomberg Business app and Bloomberg.com. Our flagship New York station is also available on your Amazon Alexa devices. Just say, Alexa, play Bloomberg 1130. I'm Caroline Hepke. And I'm Stephen Carroll. Join us again tomorrow morning for all the news you need to start your day, right here on Bloomberg Daybreak Europe. Success. It's discipline. It's teamwork. It's the drive and passion inside of us that comes before all recognition. It's the best of each of us made better by the best in all of us. It's what Stiefel's been doing for over 130 years. And it's why Stiefel is one of the fastest growing global wealth management and investment banking firms in the industry. Stiefel, it's where success meets success. Start your journey at Stiefel.com. That's S-T-I-F-E-L.com. Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.